What up, y'all? Welcome to the second ever episode of The Full Show. I'm your host, Jonathan Fridline. <laughs> and I am Alan J. Payton. And we got our producer, Coach Gary, in the house. Coach, how we doing? What, what? Oh, it's always a pleasure. It's great to be here on the second ever episode. We've only done yeah. two. I'm on your mental feet. I'm on your mental feet. Happy Mama yeah, that's Day. Why, that's why I said it. <laughs> Happy Mama Day for Happy sure. Happy Mama Day. Let's just dive right in. We're going to start with the NBA this time. Last time we started the NFL. And the story that has been circulating around with the NBA is that Kevin Durant has decided to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, personally, from the start, I thought Brooklyn was the best place for him to stay in order to win a championship. They had a already solid roster around him with Kyrie and Ben Simmons, and they added TJ Warren and some other good role players. So I think it was a great spot for him to win a championship, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. What do you guys think? Personally, I think that Brooklyn is one of his best bets in the league with a Kyrie Irving and with a good pickup in Ben Simmons. I think it was wise for him to stay for sure because if you're Kevin Durant, if you're on a team, that team automatically has a decent championship odds. But then you add good all-star pieces along with Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, as well as their other off-season moves. Uh, I think it was smart for him to stay. I think it was definitely smart for him to stay. I, I, I think that if nothing else, if for no other reason, then we haven't seen what this team can be. This team is probably his best chance. Like, this is the best roster I've seen outside of the Golden State roster, which was just outrageously, I don't want to call it top-heavy, but they just put together a, a, a great collection of talent. But I think if you look at the, the construction of this Nets roster, these pieces go together. They can play a bunch of different ways. Um, and they they offensively, defensively, they they and their their skill sets fit. And I think it's it, it's going to be great to watch. I think it's at least worth seeing how it works out. We at least got to see uh, how James Harden, Kyrie, and KD worked a little bit. And I think after just a couple of years, we we really haven't seen what this team can be. Kyrie's been injured. KD's been injured. Obviously, James Harden got injured. Ben Simmons was whatever he was last year. So I would love to see this team come back healthy. I would. I think a lot more people would have respected him requesting this trade if if this team had been together and failed. But to to do all that with the team, you know, the, the team they've put together around him seems to be a really good roster. With some of the guys they added, with some of the veterans they've brought in, some of the young pieces, the shooters they have. They, they've, they've gotten him a really good roster. For sure. And later segments, we'll look at their championship odds. But for now, we're going to take a pause in the NBA. We'll come back to it. And we're going to go over to the NFL. And we're going to start with the Carolina Panthers as they named Baker Mayfield their starter over Sam Darnold. So I'll start with Coach Curry. If we're going reverse mm -hmm. order. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this? I, I think it's going to be great for Baker. I think Baker right now and i don't i don't know if this would be considered consistency he still has not had consistency while being you know in the nfl but i think at the very least now he's going to be able to play with no expectations i think uh baker's a good quarterback i don't think he's a great quarterback he's far from a perfect quarterback but he's proven that he can play at a high level not a not he's not aaron Rodgers. he's not patrick mahomes he's not tom brady he's not joe montana but he doesn't need to be and i think he has been expected to be because the Browns uh, has such a good roster. I think coming into Carolina, he's on a team with no expectations. They weren't even really expected to to make the playoffs or, or to make waves. So I think he'll be able to go in. Um, looks like he's healthy or at least getting healthy. 
uh, to come in and just be able to play his game without the cameras. Hopefully he's a, he will kind of take a lesson from what happened with the Cleveland media and kind of ease up on them a little bit, stop some of the talking and just focus on playing football. And we've seen when Baker Mayfield is playing confident football, how, how effective he can be. I, I really like what you said about kind of the pre- – like there's no pressure. He's finally pro- – maybe for the first time in his career playing without pressure. And so we've never seen that side of Baker. So I, I guess it's up in the air how, how it's going to go this season. Obviously, the Panthers aren't as set a, a set team as the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely losing a solid O-line, solid, solid head coach, these solid running backs. But we'll see. I've, I've Personally, I've always been a fan of Baker. I've loved the swagger. I love the dog in him. Like last season, yeah, he played the whole season. It was a torn labrum. But he, he just refused to quit. He just wanted to play, literally left it all out on the field and – Unfortunately, yeah, it affected his play, and now everyone was seeing him in this light of throwing four interceptions a game. But it stemmed directly from the fact that he refused to sit out. He wanted to leave it all on the field with his team. So we'll see how it plays down Carolina. Though I love Baker, I don't think he, like like Coach, is a like a super talented quarterback. He is a above-average quarterback. He's definitely a starter in this league, but... If you look at the the situation he was in with the Browns, you had a top five O line, top twenty running back core, maybe top top like top one running back core. He had decent receivers. He had a top 12, 10 to twelve defense. His team was super complete around him, but obviously with the torn labrum and with all the other stuff, he just didn't put all the pieces together. And with the Browns kind of did him dirty with the Deshaun Watson trade and all the other drama. With Carolina, he doesn't have all the great pieces, so there's not a lot of pressure, but at the same time, it's gonna be a completely different experience. You obviously have Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, two great offensive weapons, but you don't have the offensive line, you don't have the the stout defense. So I I don't see them making too much noise, but uh, according to some Yahoo Madden League stimulators, they definitely, they, they, they saw that the Panthers can make some noise, especially in the playoffs. And let's talk about that. Let's oh, yes. talk about that. So Yahoo did a Madden League simulation on a Madden 23, where they simulated the NFL 2022-2023 season. And I have a, like a list of stuff that happened in the season. So I'll just go down the list. So we'll start with division winners. The, the Jets, the Browns, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers, and Cardinals were all division winners. And... Uh, okay, real quick, let me, let me just say something real quick. After uh, being a bystander and like listening to you say that list, I couldn't help but yeah. overhear the New York Jets being named over mm-hmm. the Buffalo Josh Allen led Bills. Yeah, I caught that too. Yeah. Are so... you? Is Madden crazy? Madden I know is Drew Wilson computer. is tough. I know he's a very not Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. No, he's tough. I I know he, Drew, he close enough. Some Drew, people, Drew's close enough. But same thing. But nah, he's no Josh Allen. Ain't no way the Jets are winning the division. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, had to say I'm, it. I'm inclined to agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as mm. you can see, this list is not completely. Uh, let's say factual or reasonable per se. Nah. So uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna look at it. So take a team like the Colts. They in the in this Madden league they finished sixteen and one, <laughs> and that's just I mean that's just not happening. Well, they went they went. My thing with the I was looking at it before last year they weren't a bad team. I, obviously, Jonathan Taylor was the big standout. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor was very mid. 
He was <laughs> for, for incredibly mid. Taylor. <laughs> oh, because he's a oh, strong straight <laughs> traded him in fantasy. For he has a strong first name. Bag of that's really for it. A bag of yeah. <laughs> strong yeah. first name. That's really it. Hey, no, uh, Weddle. Um, what? <laughs> what's his name? Something. What? I'm liking on his first name. Weddle. Eric Weddle. One of the players. One of the players that he traded. He did fine for me. He, I mean. Oh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen. <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. I was like, little. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think continue. I think that I don't know about sixteen and one. They were nine and eight last year. I definitely think Matt Ryan's an upgrade to Carson Wentz. Maybe some of those closer losses. They think Matt Ryan might, you know, get them over the hump in some of those. Sixteen and one is nuts. Yeah. Um, they play one. the Chargers. They play the Chiefs. They play the Patriots. They play. The I mean, Buchaners. they play a lot of. Huh. The Buchaners. They play. Uh, they play some good teams this year. I, I, there are about five or six games on this. This just from looking at the schedule, that you know, I'm not gonna say they're going to lose, but if they lost, I'm definitely not surprised. Like sixteen yeah. and one is crazy. Dak Prescott with the Cowboys won MVP by setting both the passing yards record and the touchdown yeah. record, which is. Let's just say that's also not happening because he doesn't really have any. Somewhere, somewhere, Skip Bayless is rubbing his hands together. Like this. <laughs> Skip Bayless. He's definitely the one who put this list together. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. To round out the playoff teams, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, the Saints, the Panthers, like we talked about, and the Eagles rounded out the playoffs. Going on to like the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which is understandable to the Chiefs, but in the NFC, it was the New Orleans Saints, which Ugh. MVP MVP James maybe I don't know. Mm. Um, you called that. If the Saints like put it together, maybe I don't know. It's a it's a long shot, but it's a I think it's a, a valiant shot to say the least. In that Super Bowl matchup, the Saints actually beat the Chiefs thirty four to fourteen. So projected by Yahoo's Yahoo's Madden simulation, the Saints are projected to be the Super Bowl champions this year. Huh. And I mean, I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say about the Saints except for the fact that they're not a Super Bowl team. At least right, at least right now in their process. Yes, I, I would not. Agree. I would agree with that. With uh, question marks at the QB position, I would agree with that. I would say their ceiling right now is making the playoffs. Like we like we discussed, there's not a lot of reason or logic with Madden. It's just a computer simulating stuff. Yeah, but. I don't know. Also, I, with, with that, there's a couple things in there. Sorry, Alan. A couple things in here. Like they, they got the Browns winning their division. The Brown they what what the simulation didn't take into account was Deshaun Watson being out for those eleven games. Mm-hmm. So it's not a perfect simulation. That's that's worth noting right here. Has got because that that's a tough division as well. The AFC North. Um, and if the Browns won, I'm not sure anybody would be overly surprised. There's a, that's a very strong roster, whether yeah. Deshaun's quarterback or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it. Him in there, him they they couldn't take him off for those eleven games. But some interesting things happen in this. Like uh, I'm looking at this right there, right here. Like obviously we talked about Baker. We started this talking about Baker getting named the starting QB for uh, Carolina. He set career career highs in this simulation. He had almost four thousand yards and thirty one touchdowns. Both will be career highs. That might be a good take though. It might be. It might be. And then the Steelers traded for Sam Darnold. Darnold. (laughs) Sam Darnold finished with twenty one interceptions. Um, awesome yeah so you know there's there's some things that happen in the simulation too outside of just the 
Like they got a lot of stuff besides just the records. Who's winning some interesting things in here as well. We, man, I'm looking through some of them. Apparently, Mac Jones is about to throw 29 TDs with a 70% completion uh, rate this year. Hey, uh, dope, somehow dope he's going to do that. He's going to do that, but New England's only going to finish 8 9. Like, huh. Interesting. Yeah, they got San maybe Francisco to Niners 5 and 12. 5 and 12. San Francisco's five and twelve, but the Colts are sixteen and one. So it's definitely it makes sense. Bold. Yeah. It makes sense though. It's perfect. The Chargers were four for thirteen in this. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> a bad that is a bad take. Yeah, as you can see, we just found this interesting and we want to talk yeah. about it. But uh now that we're done, we're gonna wrap up this NFL section and we're gonna take a break and we're gonna get back to you with two brand new segments. Yeah. Be back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Switching back over to the NBA. And this new segment, ooh, new segment alert. Throw up the graphic, Alan. <laughs> new segment. <laughs> there we go. This one is called Pino's Picks. And whoa, 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 I know. Like, who's Pino? What are they picking? What's going on? Pino equates to my beloved dear co-host, Alan. Pino equals Alan. Alan equals Pino. Air Pino, Pino, Jalapeno, all of the above work this guy yeah it's it's not a racist it's not racist in any way we promise so just just get just get that out of the way no demonetization over here but nice. to explain the segment i will basically today uh picking my top five nba championship contenders and in the future we might might do other lists top fives top 10 top three maybe but today we're just doing top five nba championship contenders so without further ado let's get into it uh number five I have the Brooklyn Nets, and you could either argue for them being higher on this on this list or lower on this list, but I have them at five because I think if they put everything together and it all gels well, they have a real shot at winning the championship and coming out of the East. Number four, I have the Los Angeles Clippers, and I know before you call me all biased or whatever for having Paul George player, <laughs> uh, the Clippers are one of the deepest teams in the league. They have an eleven-man rotation, which is kind of uncommon nowadays. But an 11-man rotation with players who can score, rebound, defend, shoot the three at a high level. And they're getting their superstar, Kawhi Leonard, back from his, his torn ACL. We've seen that he's been lifting, he's been in the weight room, so he looks scary. They're getting Paul George back, fully recuperated from that elbow surgery. They just signed John Wall, who is the exact player that they needed to fill that point guard position. So at four, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Three... I have the Boston Celtics. They just made the finals and they now just added Malcolm Brogdon, a point guard, a shooter, a good defender, pretty much like the perfect fit for what they needed last year. And they still retained all their key rotation players like Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams. So they still got those guys and Derek White off the bench, Peyton Pritchard off the bench. They still got all these people off the bench and adding Malcolm Brogdon definitely lifts them up in this uh, section. Number two, I have the NBA championship Golden State Warriors. They're coming off the championship. They still have super young talent in Jonathan Kuminga, Moses Moody, and Jordan Poole still developing. I'm looking for Jordan Poole to maybe be even a 20-point scorer this year, but uh, Jonathan Kuminga is definitely going to step up and get a lot more minutes. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, they're still going to be there, but they may not. Have, they may get the opportunity to rest and, and stay more durable for the playoffs. So... Uh, Golden State Warriors, they well-run organization. I have them at number two. And number one, the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> I wish. I, I wish. But I guess, one, right? 
Uh, unfortunately, no. But this, this guess is not. It's in the, in the same uh, division sort of thing. I have the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Middleton and Holiday, they're well. Middleton at least he was injured in the Celtics series. I believe if he was not injured, I think the the Bucks win the entire championship, went go all the way and win the championship. And um, they've added Joe Ingles along with re-signing all of their key rotational players. And I think this team is just complete on both ends of the court. They don't have any weaknesses. So you got the Nets, Clippers, Celtics, Warriors, and Bucks. I'll leave it up to you guys to uh, debate now. You want to go first for it? Well, okay. Before you internet trolls hit the comment section calling me uh, – <laughs> Someone who steals notes and doesn't think for myself. Let the record show that. Who says that? Let the record show that as boring. You can call me boring. I don't care. But I respect this list a lot, and I don't really see anything, anything glaring on it. I obviously at first, first glance, the first time I heard the Clippers definitely raised some eyebrows. Like they've been low in the low in the West so far underperforming in this Kawhi Leonard, Paul George era. But then you got to incorpor- incorporate. Yeah. They had injuries. They've never really been at full strength really ever since you acquiring these two. And then they, you know, added John Wall, a player who I, th- I think is a good fit We'll we'll see. It could be hit or miss, but I think it's a good fit. So unfortunately, I have no controversy to raise. I know, except except I do think the Cleveland Cavaliers should be on this list. I think I think Ricky Rubio. You hear me? I think I think Ricky Rubio. My I think he has enough skill and talent to literally make that jump into maybe MVP conversations. Maybe call me crazy. He's call old, me crazy. So Ricky Rubio is going to be the MVP and the Finals MVP it, for the Cavs championship team next year. It's it's Mar- been done. Mark before. this video think, down. Lock, that, lock that's, that's for, that's think Michael Jordan. Course. Think LeBron James. Ricky Rubio. Put some respect on his name. Okay. Put him uh, in that list. Coach, do you um, have so, any legitimate yeah. takes? Yeah. <laughs> my, my only, I'm my only thing is I don't know that if I I don't think I would have the Celtics on my list. This is just me. I wouldn't have the Celtics in. I would probably. Uh, put uh, let me go back to the list. I would probably pull Clippers and Nets down. I would the Sixers in here. I think the the one thing about the Celtics, and I get it. You know, there's logic to you know they went to the finals last year and they just added Malcolm Brogdon. They absolutely added Malcolm, and Malcolm Brogdon is a very very underrated acquisition. Um, especially they're gonna have to come off the bench. Come on now, you got a player like that coming off your bench. But I I gotta I'm thinking about how Boston got there last year, they didn't go through a single whole team until they got to the finals and then lost in five and really got lucky in game one and probably could have been swept. Well, they're they losing six. They lost in six. I thought it was six. Yeah. Boston six. They got lucky game, in game one. Game I, one. I had them going five and Boston six. They got lucky in game one and got super hot. That's going to happen. Um, I don't necessarily think Jalen, Jason Tatum is going to be at that bad the next time they're in the playoffs, but I do think or as close as they came to losing to Miami for Miami to not have been whole. I don't think they played a whole team to get there. And I think there's going to be, they still have a lot of holes. There's still a lot of uh, questions with, you know, their system and how they play. We think about even last year, how, how up and down their season was. They ended the season in the finals at one point in the year, they were like 11 seed mm-hmm. um, in the East. So, I mean, when you got a team that's going up and down like that, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that I trust you to, go back like that 
Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing's promised. We the Bucks haven't been back since, and we'll, so we'll see what happens with that. I think Philadelphia has made some great roster improvements. I think their team works. They're going to have a full season with a healthy, in shape James Harden. Um, they added PJ Tucker. They added Daniel House. Uh, I think they're primed and poised. They got Ben Simmons out of there, so not that he's a bad player, but that distraction's out of there. They're going to be singularly focused. I think there's going to be a new energy. I think in that building. Um, I think they're going to surprise some teams this year. They, for, this, for it to be a successful season for them, I think they got to get out of the second round. And I think they're looking like a at, at at their ceiling to me is a championship. I think their floor is the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my that's my opinion. But yeah, healthy James Harden and Embiid, I think they they could be on this list easy. So yeah, that just about does it for Pino's picks. Next, we have another brand new segment, and this segment is called. Coach's court. I'll pass it to Coach to let him explain. Okay, like Alan said, like Pino said, this is called Coach's Court. So here's how it works. Court is in session. I am the judge. I'll have one one of the co-hosts, Jonathan or or, or, or Alan, uh, be my defense attorney. The other one's gonna be my prosecutor. Prosecutor. They're appreciate you, Fritz. They are <laughs> their uh their goal, their roles are to convince me or convince you, the audience, of who's guilty or who's not guilty. Um, we're always gonna have we're gonna have a, a topic or a question. They're gonna choose a side. They won't know the side they get until the question or until the segment starts. That'll be the fun. So off the dome, off the top of their head, they gotta come up with an argument for or against. The fun is, in in real life, they may disagree with what they're saying, but for the sake of the segment, they're gonna argue strong for it. So, a couple topics today. Uh, I think Fred, today you're gonna go ahead and be our you're gonna be our prosecutor today. Prosecutor. Alan's gonna prosecutor. be our defense attorney. So Fred will be mm-hmm. deciding. He's trying to convince me that these folks are guilty. Alan will be not guilty. So wait, wait, no, wait. Say that again. You're gonna be. You're. You are. <laughs> Fred, you're the prosecutor. I'm saying that they're guilty. You're, yes, the, you're trying good. to convince me, the judge, that they are guilty. <laughs> oh. that, that's how. That's how you. Pro- that's the. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. So I'm convincing. <laughs> That they're guilty. Got it. 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 And and did we tell? Did we say uh, how this debate will be settled? So I'm going to be the judge, but the audience is going to be the jury, and you guys mm-hmm. are going to decide in the comment section. Comment section. The comment section down below, who's uh who who the real winner is? All right. Number one. I don't want to lose. Patrick Beverly went viral on Twitter. He had a tweet that went out towards Kevin Durant. It says, y'all can sit and don't say nothing, but that ain't cool. It's dudes with families out here who haven't got a job because of this KD mess. And to be on and off ain't cool. So basically what Patrick Beverly is saying is Kevin Durant has been selfish and people out here are waiting on him. So KD is charged with being selfish and holding up NBA signings and free agency by being on and off. I'll start with you, Jonathan Fritline. Is Kevin Durant guilty or not guilty? And tell See, me why. So he's guilty. Mm. He's guilty. He's guilty. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't 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 answer that. Don't answer <laughs> that. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Okay. I got. It, I got it. So I th- I think he is guilty of this because <laughs> can you erase? Can you reset the question, please? I forgot it. <laughs> jeez, jeez. Okay, okay. Um, 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 um. I can't. I can't. Okay, it's really hard because I don't. 
Coach, okay. is there is there a time limit on these? Uh, I was no 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 no. We said thirty seconds. He's guilty. Listen, 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 listen. I understand where Patrick Beverly is coming from. Because Kevin Durant is such such a high high market high value free agent, every everyone's eyes are turned, everyone's ears are turned at the possibility of Kevin Durant leaving. Wait, did you say something? Are you interrupting me? Keep going. Well, I'm in the middle of prosecuting. My goodness. Order so, court. <laughs> so, Kevin. So Kevin Durant, when you know, going viral, saying that that, that he may be looking for other options and then word got out saying that he'd rather retire than play with the Brooklyn Nets I know he came out and said that that was all false all hogwash but still the point is Kevin Durant really has been the highlight of this somewhat docile offseason just by being in the news pump faking the media left and right with oh I'm gonna leave oh I'm gonna stay and finally staying now I would say he's guilty in the sense that He's kind of toying with all the GMs in the league. He's kind of like like the teams that come to mind are the Phoenix Suns, Miami Heat, teams like that saying, hey, like a thing like early June, he was like, I'm not going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Like he, he doesn't see them going anywhere. He doesn't agree with the management. And then fast forward to mid, mid-August and he's saying that, yeah, we're going to run it back. That doesn't make much sense, and he kind of put the whole league on hold. No one could, no one was really doing anything because, what's that face for? It's a school night for you. Well, you want me? You want me to wrap it up? You want me to wrap, wrap it, up? it up, man? All right, well, just just time me out. Jeez, be a be a judge. <laughs> okay. No, how long you were going? Okay. All right, that's enough. That's enough. I'll, I'll time. Yeah. I'll time myself out. Allen. He is charged with being selfish and holding up NBA. I feel like I gotta reread the question now because it's been ten. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. KD is charged with being selfish and holding up NBA signings by being on and off. Is KD guilty or not guilty, and why? Uh, I'm defending Kevin Durant and saying that he is not guilty because if you look at what the Brooklyn Nets have done this offseason, they've been looking to trade KD, and he KD has had specific spots, so. If you want to say that he's held up the Miami Heat's offseason, then you can say that because they have not looked to sign other players except Kevin Durant or like other players like Kyrie Irving, but they've looked to make trades with them, but not really sign other players. Same with Phoenix, same with Philadelphia, same with Memphis. They haven't looked to sign other players, which is kind of free agency or the offseason talk, and but they've looked to trade with um, the Brooklyn Nets. So in that sense, Kevin Durant has not held up off-season signings for other players but he has kind of held up the trading and the uh, transaction sort of uh, deal part of that off-season all right and we'll let the audience we'll let the jury decide in the the comment section down below who won that one next question the Browns man this be a good one here the Browns are without Deshaun Watson for 11 games this season they are still a very good roster, but they are being charged with being a playoff team. They're being charged with being a playoff team. Are they guilty or not guilty of being a playoff team this year, keeping in mind that Deshaun Watson is out for the first 11 games of the season? Fred, go ahead. <laughs> guilty meaning they are a playoff team? Are they guilty of being a playoff team? So, okay, yeah, guilty meaning... If they're guilty, they are a playoff team. Got it. Yes, they are guilty of being a playoff team. Of course. Okay. 
the team has, like Alan literally mentioned earlier in this, early in the uh, episode, top five off- offensive line, top ten, top twelve defense. Kevin Stefanski definitely a proven coach in the league, and then um, uh, Nick, their top three for sure, perhaps debatable top one running back core, and. And then you guys are both smiling. I don't appreciate. It. Am I doing something wrong? Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay. All I'm, all I'm saying is, yes, we understand Deshaun Watson is out, but Jacoby Brissett, um, and I forget our other our other backup. They are definitely average to below average quarterbacks. But the point is, our roster is set enough. You've seen plenty of teams go to the playoffs with a subpar quarterback. So yes. With the roster that we have right now, with oh I forgot to say Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, but we did lose Jarvis Landry and all right that, that's it. All, all, I was just going down how stacked the Browns are, so yes they're guilty of being a playoff team. Alan, you need the question rewrit? No, I think I, that was uh, good. I, I'm good. I think I'm good. So I'm defending that the Browns will not be a playoff team, and my reasoning is if you look at the past two seasons, who have the Browns had a quarterback? Baker Mayfield, an above-average quarterback, like we've defined this entire episode. And now who do we have? Jacoby Brissett, a below-average quarterback. And like Fred said, we have all this top five, run- top five running back core, top 12 defense, top five O-line, whatever. But without that quarterback for the majority of the season, I don't think we can get above 500. I don't think we can make the playoffs. Like, without, with Jacoby Brissett, a below-average quarterback, quarterback is easily the most important position in the field. Without an above-average quarterback to get the ball to, like, Amari Cooper, you said, or to uh, Kaderil Hodge or anybody, any of our receivers, who we have a pretty weak receiving core anyway, without an above-average quarterback, like Baker Mayfield, per se, then I don't think we can make the playoffs without Deshaun Watson. We've and been making the playoffs, though. It's when not your play. turn. Order in the court. Order in the court. Come on. All right. So that is my argument. Not a, not a blo- not above-average quarterback. All right. Uh, speaking of the Browns, the NFL appealed Deshaun Watson's suspension after agreeing on a neutral third party making the decision. The NFL is charged with overstepping and just doing way too much. Are they guilty or not guilty? Fred? I would say they're guilty uh, for sure. Because, so Deshaun Watson, it was a big trial in the headlines a lot. Yes, he was susp- suspended for six games was the original was the original uh, sentencing. And in my mind, what, once uh, it, it's all said and done, like that's it. I, I understand the NFL is all about image and they don't want this, you know, quarterback, quarterback only being suspended for six games after being, after doing all that he's done. And I understand that, but then you got to understand that he was out all of last year and has gone out and uh, apologized publicly. And I believe there has been many cases overturned, like a lot of the women saying, like, backtracking on what they're saying. And it got down to, like, two or three uh, still legitimate cases. So I, I think the league for sure overstepped their bounds, um, appealing for sure. Alan? So uh, just to be clear, this is uh, I am defending – or I'm defending that you are saying that the NFL absolutely had the right to appeal, should have appealed, and are not in the wrong for appealing. Yep. So um, I def- So I'm defending that the NFL should have appealed because 
Deshaun Watson had 24 sexual misconduct cases. And if you look at the past NFL players, they've had like one or two maybe, and they've gotten six games. And even though the judge said that they, she's going based on like past experiences, taken to the fact that there's 24 assault cases and you're only getting six games, I think that is just like a light slap on the wrist and something that Deshaun Watson will take. And the NFL, I don't think they should allow a player like Deshaun Watson to mess their image up like that that badly. So the idea that extending that, he, they didn't even extend it a full season, which I think it would be deservedly so. They didn't even extend it a full season. They allowed him to come back in the end of the season and give the Browns a playoff chance or give the Browns some hope. But they gave him 11 games. They extended it by five games, which I think is fair. And it's definitely... Uh, justified in this situation. Did I say something? Why sure, sure, Nah, sure. never mind. Never mind. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Okay, last one for this segment. NBA players are charged with take. Oh, let me read it in real quick. So Chet Holmgren is mm-hmm. uh, they're they're thinking that he may have torn some ligaments in his foot after playing in a pro am game, um, this past weekend. Uh, there was a play against LeBron James where he went in and tried to contest LeBron and it came off limping, sat out the rest of the game. Now they're saying he might have hurt himself significantly. So, Jonathan Fritline, NBA players are charged with taking unnecessary risks by playing in pro-ams and summer leagues during the offseason. Are they guilty or not guilty? They're guilty. Hmm. They're, they're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> the wording confuses me so much. I say that these play the this is guilty. Did I say that right? The players are guilty. The yeah, the players. The players are guilty. The players are guilty because pro am games really pro am games are something to do in the summer for fun, for entertainment. I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's basically what the NBA is. The NBA is literally their job. Like they are getting paid millions of dollars by NBA executives to be healthy and go out on the court, 100% healthy, and give their all and give their the owners their money's worth and bring in the fans. So when these players are being erratic and be like, "Oh, I like I just want to play basketball in front of these fans to give these guys a good show at a meaningless pro am game," that not only hurts their image, but yes, there's there is the risk of getting injured, like the nightmare situation of having a season-ending injury in a meaningless pro-am game. And I don't think this is a season-ending injury where Chet, but if you want, I get it, they want to play basketball, it's the off-season. Develop some pickup games, some runs, not with the adrenaline of having 2,000 fans there. You don't need to be on social, you don't need to be viral on social media during the off-season. Just get your workouts in, go to practice, Leave the pro-am games for the nine-to-five workers. Alan. So, okay, just to be clear, I'm defending that NBA players should be allowed to play in pro-am games. And, and similarly. So, my main reason is that if the NBA d- decides to ban NBA players or NBA players decide not to do it just because of injury, the risk of injury, then they have to consider, like, literally everything. Let's say LeBron goes to Chris Brickley's workout and just to that 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 in itself has its own risk of injury. So if you want to consider playing in a prime game or playing in summer league, which NBA teams ask young players to do, just to see give give them a rookie showcase or give them uh, a, some sort of like exposure to their talents, 
if you if you considering that a risk of injury then you can consider literally everything else a risk of injury like just a random workout in the middle of nowhere with some random nba player or doing something any any sort of a- athletic activity that's basketball related or has any sort of risk of injury like lifting weights lifting weights could be considered an injury risk so nba players just shouldn't lift weights anymore so i think that injuries should be managed by they should be uh, if it's completely dangerous, obviously, like like playing on a slippery slippery court, like what happened with LeBron's run in the crossover league, uh, if it's something like that where you can, eat, it's definitely avoidable, and it's like you shouldn't do it, then I think they shouldn't participate. But if if they just don't participate in anything that, that what's you shouldn't participate in anything if you shouldn't participate in anything. So, yeah, that's mine. Okay, I'm gonna retire to my chambers and uh, <laughs> refer to the jury. Refer to the jury to decide who won yep. in the comment section. So, yep, fans, let us know what you think, who who won each argument. And uh, I'm going to be honest. Frit? <laughs> <laughs> what? Absolutely nothing. I'm just saying your name. Frit. I, I want to know what. All right, fine, whatever. Just don't tell me. <laughs> All right, so that just about does it for this full show. Full show, I think, number two. Talking about the NBA and NFL combined. We added two new segments. Hopefully, they'll be returning soon in the next full show. But, yeah. Fred, Coach Curry, you got anything to say to the fans? Nah. Actually, Except the shout out the gram. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. At the Pick and Roll Podcast. All one word. Underscore. Underscore. And that's a wrap. <laughs>